Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Tyrona Heath, Director of Market Engagement at LinkedIn's B2B Institute, is here to chat about the benefits of having better interdepartment collaboration to drive your B2B's growth in today's podcast. Ty, it's great to have you here today. We are so thankful that you took the time to share some of your thoughts, insights, as well as best experiences with our listeners today. It can get pretty busy in B2B and we appreciate all these next couple of insights and tips that you're going to share with us today. So before we dive in, we'd love it if you can tell us a little bit more about yourself, your journey in the B2B tech market, and also, of course, a little bit more about what exactly your role at LinkedIn is all about. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me for this conversation today. So I'm Director of Market Engagement at the B2B Institute. We are a think tank funded by LinkedIn, and we work with marketers and practitioners and experts to investigate how marketing can create more value. So I'm really passionate about this because I'm all about connecting people to information to make better decisions and care very much about the future of B2B which I think is really right. So it's awesome that I get to be curious about B2B. And one of the single biggest opportunities that we see within the work inside of the B2B Institute is investment in B2B brand and what that can do for the category. So super excited to share about that. We've done a ton of research with experts all across the field, Bennett and Field System 1, ad effectiveness can go on and on, but it's been fascinating and we're out to transform the B2B category. So it's an evolving marketplace. What was key to the whole process, say even a year to a year and a half ago, it's not the same anymore. It's rapidly changing all the time. There are newer technologies influencing how basic digital marketing as well as digital advertising is done today. But amid all of these constant changes and this constant evolution in the MarTech or even the choice of ad tech, that B2B team can sort of has, have as part of their process as well as tech stack to sort of drive value. There are still all those common challenges that still remain in this entire B2B marketing ecosystem. So we'd love it if you can highlight a little bit about not only how these trends are influencing marketing, but what sort of common challenges are they also retaining among teams in terms of how they do what they do, in terms of even basic fundamentals like understanding their data better and putting it to good use. So given these challenges that leaders often talk about, what would you suggest marketers and as, as well as digital advertisers sort of do to address them? Yeah, absolutely. So a number of different challenges that marketers face today, but I think first is great to set context around challenge. Because I think when we say challenge, inside of a challenge, there's an opportunity because great things can be born from difficult times. And certainly we've got our economic conditions that we're facing now. We've got B2B marketers facing somewhat of an uphill climb in terms of demonstrating impact on revenue, given the complex nature of the B2B cycle. So there's that, there's a constant battle to justify budgets, especially in times like this. So one of the things that we're working on and recently introduced is a revenue attribution report. And that's a tool that can help marketers better understand the impact of their results on the bottom line. I would also say within the research we've done, we've got a piece of research called all-weather marketing, which is about how marketers can make better decisions on strategy 
creative distribution and measurement during times like these. So a lot of things for folks to consider, but all of these resources we've developed are designed to help CMOs feel better under the pressure to provide greater short-term return on investment for marketing campaigns. And it really focuses on one principle that I think is key when you think about brand, and that is this rule that we call the 95-5 rule that says that 95% of your buyers are out market at any given time, and 5% of your buyers are in market. So if you're out to build, you have to look at how you reach those out-market buyers, build memory, and that's how you use brand to do that. And then in difficult times, that 95-5 ratio becomes 99-1. So that means that only 1% of buyers are in market in tough economic times, which even increases your the need for marketers to focus on brand. So I would just underscore for marketers to leverage the revenue attribution report to take a look at the all-weather marketing resource to be mindful of how important it is now to invest in brand during times like this so that you can be ready when we come out of this economic downturn that we're facing right now. Absolutely. So while these sort of remain at the fundamental level, there there are specific responsibility areas for everyone across the the usual B2B marketing hierarchy. And one that we really like to dive deeper into is growth marketing and what growth marketers in this current market condition. And given what we just spoke about, what should they essentially be looking at or focusing on to keep the engagement going and keep their audience nurtured until they are sort of ready to boost their buying and actually move through the typical buying cycle or purchase cycle that they used to. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, a couple of things. So, I mean, just un- continuing to underscore the point I was making, I think it's great for marketers to remember that we're in the memory business. The brand that's remembered is the brand that's bought. So we, if you imagine the most popular mental model in marketing is top of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. But we think it's important to flip the funnel on its side and think about growth over time. So I was just talking about in-market and out-market buyers. Your current buyers are in-market and your future buyers are out-market. Your current buyers represent your current cash flow and your future buyers are your future cash flow. And so if you think about it that way, it's a more customer-centric take on the funnel And it has another great advantage, which is that it maps more closely to how finance and CFOs think. Most CFOs think in terms of future and current cash flow. Most businesses are evaluated on future revenue potential. And that's why it makes sense for us to, again, going back to that 95-5 rule, we need to think about how we're investing for the long term. And you mentioned buying cycles. That's especially true in B2B, where there's more money to be made in the long-term versus the short-term, right? So if you think about if you're selling cloud computing solutions, there's relatively few customers looking to buy cloud at a particular time. But if you expand the time horizon out, there's more customers buying over the next couple of years. So the more infrequent the purchase, the more growth you're going to get from looking at future buyers. So with that, for measuring for memories versus clicks, that's what we need to be thinking about measuring for the long-term. And what I would advise there as a second point is to start measuring for what we call situational awareness or mental availability. And that's where you start to understand 
what are the things your brand is known for? And you start to link your brand to different buying situations over time. You ask yourself, in what buying situations do I want my brand to come to mind? And then you look at how common those situations are, how credible you are to compete there, how competitive that area is. And that will help you bring message discipline to the way that you market. And then finally, I would say marketers create a ton of value, but it might be that other folks in the C-suite don't always understand and see that. So I think we need to do a better job of promoting the fact that creative discipline and strategic market marketing really does create financial value for business. And that's something that's part of a broader cultural change and conversation, but that flipping the funnel on its side and talking about current versus future cash flow is part of how you start to make that transition to helping your team think more financially about the value that marketing can bring to the business. Absolutely. And in addition to that, there's also for teams within this marketplace to align better, not only on internal processes, not only in terms of unifying their technologies and their systems so that everyone has insights into what's going on or what, what they need to do better to sort of drive common objectives and goals, growth goals. So one area that it's often talked about, but not something that's easily done, is having that seamless interdepartment alignment, not just sales marketing here, but also the office of the CMO. They do they are key to the overall decision-making processes in this marketplace, as well as in terms of helping multiple other departments control their budgets and figure out how best to optimize other key areas of the business. So what are your views in terms of what you see in today's marketplace and when it comes to how teams are aligning in terms of what you see is like a big lacuna over there or also given your expertise in the last couple of years in the market, how you see some executive teams do this better? What processes are they using? And how is all of this integral to the final growth of the organization? Yeah, absolutely. This is a great question and something we don't talk about enough because sometimes as marketers, we have our own language that we speak. We talk about branding and we talk about things in ways that our peers don't always understand. And when they don't understand, they don't understand our contribution to what matters. There was a funny quote by Rory Sutherland, famous Ogilvy marketer. And he said, marketers might as well be talking about the healing power of crystals because some folks just don't understand where we're coming from. So as a part of building your connections to the business, it's helpful to first start thinking about the other stakeholders in your business as your customer, right? And thinking about what do I need to do to build and translate trust between your team and the other team? So that's a function of cultural change over time. And so building relationships really matters when it comes to navigating a complex organization. I think trust is the way to begin, just having conversations more often about watching for the jargon that you're using because it doesn't always translate especially when you're talking to the CFO, starting to speak in more financial terms, brokering more partnerships in terms of how you go to market. So marketers understand the customer perspective and can do the research. And then you can work with someone in finance to think about how should something be priced. So just doing more collaborative projects and then ultimately being accountable for the outcome, translating the success of your campaigns into a language that your finance team and others can understand, that's going to greatly improve your influence at the highest level. 
Absolutely. So while it's been interesting to talk about all these core fundamentals and processes as well as the best practices that you feel marketers should keep should keep in mind and keep at the forefront across various marketing cycles that they should ideally be pursuing in this marketplace. There are obviously a couple of thoughts you definitely have in your mind when it comes to a few dominating trends, upcoming trends that will command the marketplace in the next couple of months or as we say over the next whole year. So what are some of those trends that you have been actively looking out for or those that you feel will sort of come to the forefront in terms of technologies, in terms of maybe even platforms, in terms of MarTech capabilities? What are some of your first thoughts that come to mind? Yeah, a couple big ideas here, and I'm going to double down on some of the stuff I said before, because I think it's really important. The first thing is I really believe that CMOs will need to speak the language of the CFO. For many B2B CMOs in particular, translating the long-term value of brand and relationship building with target audiences is a new muscle that we have to learn how to flex. We are, if the context of right now, we're in a, what could be a recession, marketing is ripe for budget cuts. So we have cards stacked against us, but we can mitigate that by expressing an understanding of B2B marketing ROI to strengthen future budgets and how demonstrating how brand drives financial output. So that's the first big one for me is speaking the language of CFO. I think measurement is another huge area as we think of been force-fitting results into B2C measurement frameworks that fail to capture true impact because they don't account for the nuances in B2B buying. So we have our months-long buying cycles. We've got multiple decision makers. And then we've got marketers trying to prove ROI in month one of their campaign. When we think about what the average B2B buying cycle is, it's months more than that. So there's pressure to demonstrate business impact, but we need to be thinking about what needs to be different for B2B and have measurement tools that really define new industry standards that make sense for B2B. Beyond that, I would say the buying preferences is another thing, another big idea. So again, there's little re- resemblance between B2C purchase paths and B2B. Well, there's little change in the buying process over the past few years. I think there's a significant transformation coming. I think buyer preferences are going to evolve for more transparency, more control over how they engage with brands. And going back to that 95-5 rule, which I is, I think, one of the most revolutionary concepts, heuristics in marketing, we are going to need to really think about how we're reaching that 95% of buyers. Most of the money right now is flowing to acquisition or capturing latent demand. But what about the buyers that are out market and how do you reach them with the right message at the right time? So those are some of the things I would say are things that we are looking at in terms of big ideas. I think one last one that that, I, that came to mind for me is the role of agencies. I think agencies are investing in more B2B specialization. So they're looking for partners to bring a deep understanding of customer needs, the purchase path. We're going to see a lot of agencies leaning into this to be better positioned to help brands succeed. So those are a couple of things, but overall really excited about the direction of B2B and the evolution. Huge opportunity for folks that want to lean into it. 
Tarana, it's been great having this conversation today and it's uh, it's obviously going to be exciting to see how this evolves over the next few months and until we have a next conversation again in terms of comparing what was happening in Martech when we had this chat and what is going to happen by the next chat, it'll always be interesting to see the changes that the market went through in that time. So Tai, thank you again for your time and it was great having you here. We wish you and the team all the very best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.